Being an entrepreneur can be a lonely place. Most businesses don't even get past the first three years. So in this series, we're going to be talking to entrepreneurs that are high-performing or high-performing businesses that can help you with hints, tips and hacks to help you fast-forward your way to success. My name is Mark Burgess. I've got over 20 years experience working as an entrepreneur, building up various different businesses. I've wrote a best-selling book. I speak nationally and internationally at different conferences. And this is Raising Your Game. Hi, John. Uh, so thanks for coming in. Um, before we get into this, are you all right just to give the viewers a bit of a background on yourself, who you are, what you do, that sort of stuff? Sure. Yeah, and it's a pleasure to be here. So my name is John Abbott and I'm the Director of Digital Data and Technology at Land Registry. So I'll talk a little bit about what that is, but I'll start with the beginning of my career. So I started off as a computer software developer, um, working on predicting the spread of mathematical disease, of infectious diseases using mathematical models. Oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, literally predicting the spread of smallpox or pandemic flu, things like that. And that got me really interested in maps. So um, from there, I went to go and work in Ordnance Survey and got the opportunity to get exposed to some of the property sector and how geospatial data is used, uh, used there. Then moved into the private sector, worked for a company called Mimecast, that's a big software as a service company, then back to OS and then on to Land Registry, where um, I'm leading their digital transformation, looking at how we can make the process of buying and selling land and property in the UK a little bit easier, and in particular, the role that Land Registry plays in that. So we're involved at the beginning of the process where people search the Land Register, and at the end of the process where people update the Land Register, and we want to make sure that we're doing our best to, to make that as efficient a process as possible. Um, so we're working with most of the industry on a research and development project called Digital Street that's looking at how can we uh, build collectively build a better uh, land and property market in the UK? Wow, that's a big task. Uh, yeah. So uh, everybody knows that the the buying process of a property is is a bit out of date. It's a bit of a nightmare for people. Um, you know, you, there's no way of knowing whether it's going to take you twelve weeks or twenty four weeks or or longer to to kind of move property. So what is the digital street project trying to do um, in order to to solve that problem if you like what is the what's the problems that make that happen and how are you trying to solve it sure so the most important thing about digital street is that it's a community project so anyone that's anyone's welcome to join the project so it's we've got everybody from startups that are so small they don't yet have names or logos to the law society and large banks purple bricks in the middle nationwide etc etc all sorts of organisations involved. So we're trying to bring folks together to look at the, the, exactly the sorts of problems that you're, you're describing and look at as a community, how can we make the process of buying and selling land and property easier? For me, a large part of that is about data. So it's about making sure that people have the right data at the right points in the process. So if I was interested in buying your house, I would probably make you an offer, knowing that it was in the right catchment areas for schools, probably knowing um, that it was roughly the right price, but I might not understand whether, it, whether there was some coal mining risk around it. I might not understand whether there was some restriction from mm -hmm. the land register that, that might prevent me moving in, and let alone would I understand whether you got planning permission for your conservatory or whatever. Um, so when you look at other parts of the world and how they get it right, 
they get it right by making more data about property available up front. So that if I'm making you an offer to buy a house, I can move to exchange far faster than we do in the UK. Right. So collectively, as a community, we're thinking about how we can make that data more available. Clearly, the land registry has, has lots of data about what you can and can't do in property, who owns it, um, the price of it, and so on. And so we're working at, for, for our part to digitise our register. So it's a 150 years old. It's a bit of a mixture of structured and unstructured electronic data, even some paper records as well. And we're working hard to turn it into something that's a little bit more easy for folks to consume and get access to earlier in the process. So do you have to physically, uh, you must have to physically dig out all of the old paper records and someone has to type them into a, into a computer, I'm guessing. Now, how are yeah, you transferring so, over from... So, so lots of, so there's about 25 million titles in the UK. Um, the vast majority of those have their data digitised or stored in electronic form. If you like, stored as Word documents or as electronic PDFs. But we do have a heck of a lot of data still in paper. So I think we've got 26 miles worth of box files. Oh. So a box file kind of this big <laughs> with all sorts of folders for different properties in, stored in a warehouse somewhere in the UK. Um, so we would win one of those hoarder contests because we've literally stored everything <laughs> Um, for the last 150 years. And, and I'm guessing even the PDF version, some of the PDF versions might just be written kind of copies, like you can't really extract any data out of that. Yeah, so what, so what we're endeavouring to do, as not, not as part of Digital Street, but as part of a, a, a near-return project to digitise the register, is to take all of that electronic data, some of the paper data as well, um, and turn it from Word documents and handwritten PDFs or semi-structured data and turn it into something that looks a little bit more like a spreadsheet where you've got um, information that's classified, organised and easier for both a human to understand. So if I was giving you a report about, about my property, your conveyancer would be able to read it, interpret it and understand it more easily than they can do today. Okay. Um, but also perhaps your conveyancer's computer could even understand it, interpret it and um, advise you more easily than they can do today. Because I guess that's, that's another place where the um, process kind of falls down is the, the, the conveyances. Um, you know, even if you uh, managed to get through your 26 miles of, of uh, boxes and you digitalised the register and you did all of that stuff, then all, every solicitor involved in the chain of a, of a sale has to also be on board with this kind of idea, if you like, don't they? As opposed to saying, like, no, no, we still do it the old way. Um, is there any sort of plans around how you solve that problem? So I think, so I think it's important to... Uh, so, so one, that's why we're working on Digital Street with the community. It's probably also important to say that I think a large number of conveyances, something that surprised me has been the, the desire to innovate and to push forward. And, and there's, there, there are more conveyances that are more keen to move, move very quickly um, and that are sort of you know, chomping at the bit and nagging yeah. us to kind of hurry up and digitise your right. register, then it's surprised me. But really it's about working with the whole market so that we can invest in and invent solutions that mean if, if you want to uh, process your transaction using some kind of smart contract sitting on top of a blockchain that's digitally signed, fantastic. But likewise, if you want to do what most people do today, which is um, come to Landry's website and say, uh, I want to transfer my property from John or my client's property from John to, to Mark. You can do that online as well. So we're trying to, as an organisation, work across the industry and make sure that the solutions we design um, as land registry work for folks that want to be 
right at the cutting edge and those folks that are perhaps taking a little bit more time to, to, to wrap their heads around and, and, and move themselves towards uh, more digital solutions. So how do you see the future of uh, the whole uh, conveyancing process of property going then? Uh, so I think the future of conveyancing will be down to the conveyances and to their customers. I think at the end of the day, you'll vote with your with your feet as a as somebody that we last bought a house a couple of years ago, and we probably paid more than you would on average for a conveyancer, but it was money very, very well spent because it was a reasonably complicated deal that we wanted to get through relatively quickly. And the advice you got from the conveyancer was really fantastic. So um, for me, my, my supposition would be that conveyances, as we move towards a more digital future, will spend more time um, providing advice to their clients and less time chasing paperwork, transferring money, yeah. answering the phone and so on. So I think for the whole market, whether they're early adopters or otherwise, um, will make the process more efficient and that will allow conveyances to, to spend more time doing the thing that certainly me as a, as a customer really valued, which is the advice to me yeah. as, a, as someone who's going to make the biggest investment of their life. Yeah, less admin and more advice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so obviously land registry only forms uh, one piece of that process. Um, how do you go about how you know how do we go about getting everybody i know you you 've created this community whereby people can get involved you 've obviously already covered that but um how does it actually how do you actually end up making it happen so that the data that 's required for all of this um, can actually be brought into one central source and can actually all be in the right format and and it doesn 't take thirty years for for people to do it yeah, so it might not have to all be in one central place. It could be in lots of different places, but all, all made available together via APIs and mm -hmm. so on. Um, I, I think it is about working in the open, so describing, working with that community to describe a vision of the future, and then each organisation taking responsibility to drive towards that. For, so from our perspective, users at the beginning, when you're searching for information, doing due diligence of property, about a property and users at the end, we want to make both of those processes as slick and straightforward as possible. Um, it's probably... Um, it's, it's equally important that other organisations that hold data about property do the same. And so we think that by collectively working together, we can kind of align our roadmaps to drive towards that, that future. Yep. In the public sector, there's a great new body called the Geospatial Commission. Uh, they were set up about 12 months ago, and they're responsible for all geospatial data in government. And they're looking at... Um, standards for publishing data, standard licenses for publishing data, and importantly, making more, da making more data available and accessible. Um, so I think they, as a body for certainly data that exists within the public sector, have a really key role to play in, in helping make data more available from, from all the various different organisations. So could you just give people a bit of a, uh, just a brief explanation of, of geospatial? You know, when, they, when you say geos they're, they're responsible for making geospatial data available, yeah. what does that what does that cover? So that means any data with some kind of British National Grid coordinate or lat long in it. So any data that, that is about place, and there's a heck of a lot of data that's about place, everything from um, the extent of the land that I own to the address of the curry house that I go to and whether it's going to give me, whether it's got a five in terms of food hygiene or a one in terms of food hygiene. Um, so there's a heck of a lot of data that government publish that um, has some kind of geospatial element and what the geospatial community are doing, so i.e. is about a place, and what the geospatial commission, I should say, are doing is making sure that that data is 
published in standard ways using standard licenses um, that make, means it's easier for people to draw it together yeah um, do you, is there is there um, a concern that uh, when you're moving all of this data from paper-based formats over into digital um, that I don't know someone could just type stuff wrong um, and the whole title deed is yeah incorrect. so so we so every day we process 120,000 things. So 100,000 times a day, people search the land register. 20,000 times a day, people ask to update the land register. And with the exception of banks removing mortgages when you pay them off, everything else is done by our caseworkers by hand. So we have a very, very strict process for making changes to the register because, you know, you make a mistake and I accidentally have my mortgage paid off or maybe I have an <laughs> Can additional you do that for one. Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's also a lot of work on fraud and protections yeah. and so on, as you might imagine. Um, so we put a lot of effort into making sure the quality of the updates we make to which are really important. Likewise, as we either take PDF, electronic PDF data and turn it into something that looks a little bit more like a spreadsheet, or we take paper and digitize it, we use the same caseworkers to do that, following very similar processes to make sure the quality of the register um, is, is absolutely up to scratch. We also think there are opportunities and we've explored using things like um, artificial intelligence or machine learning to get computers to do that. And we've had, mm -hmm. some, had some pretty good, good results there as well. Cool. Okay. Um, I know that you guys have just run uh, through uh, the very first blockchain transaction through yep. Land Registry. Yep. Um, so I wanted to talk to you a bit more about that. Um, but first of all, we need to go to the break. Um, so we'll catch up after the break. Don't go away. Okay, welcome back. So before the break, uh, I was talking to John Abbott about the future of land registry and how the process of buying a house is going to become more digitalized. Um, I know that you guys just ran through the very first blockchain transaction through the land registry. Um, many people out there have heard of blockchain, but they don't really understand much about it. Are you able to give us some sort of an explanation of how that worked and you sure. know, something that will make people have a bit of a better idea about it? Sure. So the, the best way to think of blockchain is a, a database, for me at least, and it's wildly complicated and it's probably a technology that's overhyped as well, but um, is a database that can be shared amongst many people. So you and I could, be, could have a copy of the database each and you can go in and see data that I allow you to see and, and vice versa. It makes it easier for us to collaborate on problems. So the reason that it could be really useful on property is that there are clearly many actors involved, banks, estate agents, conveyances, etc. Um, and they all need to sort of understand it, but at the very least the status of one another, particularly in a chain. So what we did with Digital Street this year is we took um, a property, a real life property transaction for a real, real property, um, with real-life conveyances and real-life lenders and real-life uh, proprietors, buyers and sellers. Um, they did the transaction kind of in the traditional way, and then we did the same transaction on top of a blockchain. So for a buyer and a seller, that meant that all of their documentation was filled in online. They signed their transfer documents and their mortgage deeds and so on by taking a selfie. Um, the, the contract itself was a smart contract, so it was a digital version of a of a contract to sell a house that had code within it that automatically executed so that um, on completion day, the money was automatically moved from one bank account to another, the mortgage was drawn down, the 
old mortgage was paid off, the stamp duty was paid, and ultimately the land register was updated. So the bit for us at the end is making sure that the land register gets updated. Yeah. So by collaborating banks, conveyances, etc., they're able to build this shared database, this shared picture of a property transaction, um, and to automate all, like we were saying earlier on, automate all of the the pieces of work that today involve phone calls, paper, faxes, and so on. Yeah. So they make a much more efficient property transaction that for me as a buyer of a property is, is more straightforward because I can sign my documents taking a selfie. It's probably more secure as well, almost certainly more secure. Um, and it is, just doesn't involve any administration. It allows people to focus on the things that are really, really valuable. Wow. So, um, so the, the traditional transaction that ran through took a traditional amount of time yep. guessing. Um, if they had just been doing it through the blockchain, would it have taken any less time or um, would it have still taken the same amount of time because the conveyances still had to do all of their checks, the mortgage yeah, advisors so, still have to do their valuations? So, and So we looked at the process from exchange to complete, so the sort of back end of the okay. process. Um, we did some work in the first year of Digital Street, digitising data and looking at what you can do around the, the front end of the process. So this year, um, we were focused on making that transaction as efficient as possible. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't really look so much at the, at the, the front, the front bit. Um, so, so we're talking about exchange of contracts. Um, usually there's a whole load of work to be done. You have to, you've got to go and you've got to sign the contracts and you've got to yep. do this and you've got Witnesses to do that. And, yep. and yep. it's a big hassle if you want to exchange and complete on the same day and, and you know all of that sort of thing. Have the, has the money been transferred? Yep. I mean, we had a situation once, I remember, where we exchanged and were supposed to exchange and complete on the same day. So you have to have all of your removals lined up, ready, waiting to be told when the money's arrived. Yep. If the money doesn't arrive, yep. <laughs> you're kind of stuffed. So I'm guessing... That would all be removed if you use the blockchain, because as you say, as soon as you, as soon as you sign your contract, the process just flows through the blockchain and, and yeah, it records so, it as, as done. So to be specific, that, that's the smart contract removes that. So the smart contract is is code that represents a legally binding contract, and mm -hmm. that code automatically executes. You don't actually need a blockchain to make that work specifically. No, but the but, release of funds and everything that yeah, you could you could do that without a blockchain. But the kind of the, the principle is that we we used a blockchain, a shared database, and a smart contract on on the top to make the administration process around exchanging completing as straightforward as possible there's, there's probably many ways to skin that cat if yeah. you like you don't necessarily have to use a blockchain no. but the, the kind of principle is is absolutely as you say you can make you can just take that administrative burden out and make everything a little bit more um what's the word a, a little bit more kind of assured for everyone that yeah. you, you know the funds that there's there is no way the funds can't be transferred um they will arrive at this point in time you, you can just you know kind of plan your life in a little bit more yeah. straightforward way with a little bit more and do the funds have to be in a in a, in a bitcoin or uh... no, no 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 we used um so so we actually used shield pay who are a escrow company working for conveyances so basically the the contract calls out to them uh sends money to them where it's stored and it's all just yeah gp pounds so I'm guessing you could do it through Bitcoin, though, if you wanted to. I think people have already bought property through Bitcoin. Yeah, but, um, with no third party involved in it at all, a straight transaction, yeah, you, I guess. you'd want to watch for the, the volatility of, yeah. of Bitcoin. But, yeah, um, okay, interesting. Um, so having done that, um, can you see that being the future of how things are done? Or uh, having seen it, would you say that it's still a, 
there's still holes in it and you're not sure? So, so from land registry's perspective, I think we will provide two APIs, so two ways of integrating with land registry. One, to search the land register, and instead of getting a PDF back, you'll get this more structured data that we're working on digitising the register for. Mm -hmm. And two, an API that allows you to update the register. And absolutely, people that want to get together and build these networks, sort of shared networks, business networks, if you like, and use technologies like smart contracts, will be able to update the register using smart contracts. But likewise, if you want to come onto Land Registry's website and update, update the property kind of online in, yeah. in your own time, and you want a conveyancer to go ahead and, and do that sort of, uh, you know, manually by, by clicking buttons, then of, then of course we'll support that as well. Yeah. So, for, so kind of my view is it's for the market to decide. Mm. We want to be as an organisation kind of blockchain ready. Um, the, the open, sorry, the Digital Street Project allowed us to work with the market to kind of understand where people are interested in going, and it's, it's absolutely, we're absolutely sure that there are people that are going to work on blockchain-based property transactions. We want to be able to support them as much as we can support folks that, that want to log on to our, our online portal and, and conduct a transfer. Yeah. Where, um, where do you hit most of your frustrations in terms of rolling out Digital Street and the work that you guys do? Good question. Um, gosh. <laughs> Um, I mean, it, like you've got you've got so many aspects to this, haven't you? You've got uh, right from um, a person viewing a property with an estate agent and not being perhaps fully informed on what they're looking at. Like you said earlier, where are the rights of way? What are yeah. is there someone about to build a motorway over this house? Um, and then from there through to you know, the conveyancing process of people requesting information and the, the 26 miles of boxes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, where, where, does the, where does the reform really need to kind of take place in your eyes? Um, so I think, I'm not sure it's a frustration, but it's more a sort of motivation. So for me, buying and selling land and property, for, certainly for citizens and, and obviously commercial real estate as well, is really important stuff, really mm. high stakes. And it's something that just just doesn't feel like as a market we're doing well enough at. It doesn't feel right that buying and selling a house is about as stressful as getting divorced. That mm. kind of we ought to try and solve that. So I think my motivation comes from the size and scope of that problem. And I think it's therefore quite challenging to work with many different organisations to say, look, collectively we need to do a better job. There's no one organisation that can solve this. No. Land registry, uh, you know, purple bricks, right move, et cetera, et cetera, a, a bank. We, we all have to try and work together. And I think sometimes that's, that's a, you know, it's a big problem and a big community to, to, to collectively move with us. Um, so where do you see this all in, I don't know, let's, let's, let's say four or five years? Um, is do you think in four or five years real change will have will have taken place in the in in this process, or do you still think that we'll be still trying to piece it together in that period so, of time? So, from a land registry perspective, in four or five years, you'll be able to get digital data from land registry. We'll make that available to people through APIs, through our website, make it available online to to folks that are just curious about a house they're interested in buying. We will have published more of our data and we'll make that process of updating the, the land register entirely digital. So rather than get 20,000 PDFs every single day like we do today, and about 4,000 of them go straight back to conveyances because they've got some kind of mistake in them, that entire process will be brought online. As to what 
the market seeks to do with that and, and other other folks in the market, in particular people that have other data, um, I really, really hope, and I, to be honest, I expect that in four or five years' time, it will be a, a more straightforward um, process of buying and selling property. But um, really, that's really that's for the kind of market. To, yeah, to it's beyond your remit, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But um, but from the conversations that you're having, you can see a realistic uh, place whereby in four four or five years' time, the the conveyancing process has been digitalized if you like I, so i think there are enough conveyances pushing to do things in a more straightforward less admin better for your customer kind of way enough banks thinking in similar lines estate agents and portals all kind of thinking that we can do this better yeah. let alone all the, the myriad of prop tech firms yeah um i'd be really surprised if we were sat here in four or five years time still following the same process that i followed a couple of years ago yeah. <laughs> and do, do you think like yeah, from the conversations you've had with those people, I know this involves more than just uh, the land registry. Um, what sort of uh, shrinkage of, of of time are we looking at in terms of the how long it might take somebody to get from the stage of having a look and saying, "Oh, I like that property." You know, what's the ideal goal that's being talked about in this this so kind people, of? Yeah, I mean, pe people talk about being able to go from. I've visited the right kind of objective we should set ourselves as, as an industry. Yeah. There's a heck of a lot of work that needs to happen, in particular in that due diligence process around making more data available. But, yeah. but I see no reason why, given the, the size of the problem and given the, the kind of the goodwill of, of many folks in the market, we can't, get, we can't go after that. Wow, amazing. It can, takes a week to get a search at the moment. Yeah, I mean, you know, so I should caveat all of that by saying yeah. I'm way, I'm always massively optimistic, but it would be, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, you get you get the whole market Weeks together. Weeks rather say, than months. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. I just think, I, I, and I, I do genuinely think there's a willingness to willingness to kind of push a bit harder. Yeah, so. I agree. That's awesome. Um, okay, look, so if anyone's interested in finding out more about this whole uh, digital street, yep. uh, what should they what should they do? So just just Google it. Um, and So we're on uh, .gov.uk, so landregistry.gov.uk, and you'll find Digital Street on there. You can come and become part of the community. There are, you can kind of be an observer and just watch the showcases and see what people have built, or you can write code yourself. Um, everything we've written so far, we've made available as open source. And over the next year, we're going to continue to look at um, new and interesting ways of buying and selling property, exploring more and more research ideas, um, and really working with the community to say, okay, what do you think we should yeah. focus on next and try and figure out next? So, awesome. Yeah, open invite. Wow, sounds like a really exciting future. Thanks so much for coming in and talk to us. My pleasure. Really appreciate it.